What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast with your boy. Yeah. Right on. Mike Goodwin. We start every episode typically the same way. And since I'm back at it hard and heavy, that's how we're going to start. On the road again, man. Back on the road. It's a new year. New year, new jokes. Working on it. Working on some new material. And it's very interesting. I'll share this with you. When you're creating jokes, I'm in this, I'm in this weird spot because I'm talking about things on stage that I'm currently living through. So I'm not all the way certain about what I want to talk about, how I want to talk about it, and where all the jokes are in it. When that happens, <laughs> you can uh, ride around in a cul-de-sac in your communication and your speaking. I think that happened to me. Well, I don't think it happened. It happened. This weekend was a great example of that. So I was on the road in Tampa, Florida, man. Uh, Florida's a beautiful, beautiful state, especially when you start hitting the beaches. So, so I was in Tampa, but I spent, we stayed in Clearwater, which is about 40 minutes from where I was performing. So I flew into Tampa. Had to go to Clearwater. That's where the room got set up. Came back into camp, into Tampa. It's a Tampa Funny Bone used to be the Tampa Improv. And I'm doing the Big Dad Energy Tour. My, matter of fact, Rosalind, my beautiful wife, was able to travel with me. She actually will be traveling with me this upcoming week. We're going to. Costa Rica, Costa Rica. So going to Costa Rica, and she will be able to travel also. But this weekend we were in Tampa at the Improv. Shout out to everyone that came out to the Big Dad Energy Tour. And the last date that I did was in Raleigh. That was November the third. And uh, November the 11th date was the Columbia date. Well, the Columbia show and the Tampa show are very different. <laughs> it's a very different, it's a big difference because where I was as it related to my dad on November the 11th, we just buried him. I spoke at the funeral. I was in a place of reflection, a place of peace. Fast forward a couple of months, I'm in January, where now I'm in the midst of conducting the affairs for my father that he didn't conduct when he was here. And I'm frustrated, and I'm aggravated, and I'm angry, and I'm not in a place of peace, and I'm not in a place of I'm thinking about my dad and the impact that he had in my life. I'm, I'm looking now like, dude, 
this is trash, man. This is garbage, right? Just just the and it's it's layered because on on one on one hand on one hand there is a level of honor to be able to do things for my dad. So I think that had he been alive and was you know orchestrating this I think I would have a different posture if I, if he was like, "Hey, Look, man, I got some loose ends I need to tie up, but I'm not able to do that. Can you do that for me? That that would be a different experience than he passes away and then all of these things are left to be take to have to be taken care of, right? So that there there's that discomfort of Man, I'm 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 fulfilling my father's affairs without any of his input. I don't I don't know what his wishes were, and I'm also frustrated at just the process of it. Number one, businesses aren't prepared to deal with people with a sense of empathy and compassion in matters of loss and death, like outside of the funeral home and hospice, there's been very little human decency that I've encountered in this experience. It just has not been, it's been very discouraging. And it's, and it's like, yeah, man, I, I understand people got works and jobs to do and if they were emotionally swayed with every individual they encountered you know they they would be people would take advantage of them or they would not follow the law to the rule to the you know expectation or, or to the the criteria that's that's laid out but it's it's a madhouse. It's wildness. It's absolutely and it's it's very it's very angering. It's very uh, I'm I'm very frustrated because I like bro. This is not my job to do. You should have did this before you rolled up out of here, right? And it's it's and so yeah, you you kind of grapple. I'm, I'm I'm grappling. I'm grappling. With that, I, I gotta go and open a bank account. Well, I had this, I had this very, very frustrating I- interaction with uh, someone from the IRS. So, if you're not aware, when 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 a parent, I guess anybody dies, or, but but I'm talking specifically about my experience or my situation. My dad died. There's no will. There's no information on kind of his wishes so you have to open an estate and for you to open an estate you need a EIN number employee identification number I think EIN now I've applied for EIN number when I started MTG comedy and that's been years ago well when I go and meet with the probate person they say you gotta open it you gotta you gotta go receive a uh you gotta submit because you got to fill out an application for EIN. 
And that will allow you to open a bank account because I need to open a bank account in order to put the funds in to pay bills and to take care of business. Well, when I was at the probate office, they made it and I had to go and get his money from the bank. And I don't know if I misunderstood. I don't know. There was just, just a lack of clarity in the whole process. But I left the woman's office under the impression that I needed an EIN number to get the remaining money from the account that my dad had. That was not the case. Had I known that, I would have waited until I returned home to fill out the information for the EIN number because what this is what happened. I left the woman's office and I went to the Kershaw County Library, the public library, and I was basically told to, you know, go and get an EIN number and you have to do it under his estate. And I did that. So when I went to the library, the folks at the library <laughs> this particular day was like, hey, the printers aren't working. You can't print anything. But I didn't realize that I needed to print the EIN letter. I didn't I didn't know the I didn't know the significance of the physical letter. So I was just under the impression that if I just submitted the application, I got the number, I can get access to the letter later. So I apply, apply. And this may have been like December the 11th when I applied. I applied at the at the Kershaw County Public Library. And you got the death certificate. So all the information typically that you need, social security number, date of birth, date of uh, deceased, all, all the stuff is typically on the the death certificate. So I'm here I am. I'm in I'm in the public library. I got my little timer, you know, they give you a little little the code, they got my timer. So I fill out the application, submitted it, and they're basically like, would you want a PDF copy of the letter or do you want us to mail the letter? Like, can we do both? Is that is that difficult? Can I put my email in here and you email a copy of the letter? Like, it was just very cut and dry. I'm going to give you the letter now. You can print it. But once you click out, the letter is gone, never to be accessed again. Well, you can access it again, but there's some other things you have to do. Well, I definitely didn't want them to mail the letter, and I wanted. I thought the EIN number was something that was pressing, so I, I opted to do the PDF. I wrote the number down, so I have the number. And then when I, I didn't think at that time to maybe save it to the Camden's to the computer's desktop and then put that form inside of an email. I, I just, I just wasn't there. I didn't know the significance of the actual letter. I thought the number was the most important thing. If you had a number, you're good. It, it's similar to your social security number. I, I never have my card. I can't tell you the last time I've had my social security card. When I give you my social security number, Folks are fine. I, I, my brain was telling me that that was something similar. You get the EIN number, you, you Gucci, man. So I do this. 
like I said, November the 11th. Life moves and hustles and does what life does. So last week I was like, oh man, I got to open this bank account. So I go to the bank. I tell the people, hey man, I got to open an account on behalf of my deceased father. Do you have the EIN letter? Don't have the letter, have the number. All right, well, you need a letter. No worries, though, they can fax you the letter. They can't fax it here, but can you receive a fax? I can receive a fax. Here's the number. Call this number. They'll be able to take care of you. Cool. I leave the bank. Call the number. Get this woman. She tells me she's there to help. Uh, She asked me, what was the name of the entity? Because now he's not my dad anymore. Apparently, he's an entity. And I'm saying my dad's name, and this person is telling me on the line is incorrect. Now, what what I was failing to do was to say Mike Michael Goodwin's estate. I don't know if that that's what I named it. That is the name that it automatically gives you. I it was December the 11th. I didn't have a copy of the letter. I didn't write this information down. I just thought knowing his name, having his social security number, having his date of birth, having his address would be the things that I could verify that this is the person that I'm talking about. The woman would not, I'm sorry, unfortunately, I cannot help you until you give me the correct information. So I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm at a I'm at a loss. Because I'm just like, my dad, only one person, he only had one name. I've said your name. I've said his name. It, that's not the answer to the riddle. How about my name? That's not the answer to the riddle. She kept saying, I cannot help you until you give me correct information. And, and I'm getting frustrated. And she's getting frustrated. And I'm like, ma'am, clearly I've made a mistake. I, I don't necessarily remember the, the, the entity name in which I filled out whatever I filled out but is there some other information I could give you we cannot go forward until I get that and I was like well can I go back online and apply she was like you probably get an error message I mean it was just it was wackadoodle even to the point I was like ma'am can I have some human decency from you because I mean she had a very her, her 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 posture was very abrasive she she spoke very quickly you know we're giving numbers that I had to write down and she's saying like I went to my son's <laughs> my son made the beta beta club and they did a pledge and it was like the pay, as a member of the beta club I will faithfully discharge the duties of a student that has high moral character active civil like hey man break this up like you, I, we all can't say this at one time. Let's break it up. So that's how this woman was was handling me. Like she was handling me with no care, minimum care, to the point I said, "Ma'am, do, do you realize that like I'm talking to you about my deceased father? I'm doing business on behalf of my dad that didn't do business for himself, and I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little frustrated. So I would love for you to." Find somewhere in your heart to operate with a sense of decency 
And this woman tells me, well, I lost my mother too. You know, you're not the only one, you know, baby, you're not the only one that's, that's lost her by her. And I'm like, and she led me down this rabbit trail because we kept kind of like, ma'am, what am I not saying that I need to say? Well, I can't tell you what you're not saying. I just can only give me the proper whatever. So I, we got to a point where I was like, ma'am, well, okay, what's the next step? Because this is not doing anything for anyone. Well, you need to fax what, well, give me that information, please. So she tells me about this SS4 form that I need to find and fill it out. Like, even in that regard, she's like, if somebody, you know, there's there's moments in time where, where people are working with you. And she could easily say, hey, what's your email address? I'll forward you the SS4 form. You fill it out, send it back to me. And I, like, there was none of that. It was very cut and dry. There was no, I understand. And, and let's, let's work through this together. There, there, there are protocols that I can't, I can't move forward until you give me the information I need, but I, but I understand nothing, none, none of that. No, no regard, no, no. And even I think when I called it out, she tried to whatever, but so we basically get talked about this SS four form. She said, I can fill it out, fax it. And then you got to go online to check the status after four days. I'm like, this is madness, right? And we basically like, is that anything else you need? No. And she hung the phone up. Like it was like very, it was very confrontational. So I go to IRS website and I go looking for this form and I find the form and there's a lot. It's like, man, I'm not filling out this form. So you know what I did? I called the number again. Now I, I did try to go back and resubmit an application and then that's why I saw the entity name Michael Goodwin Estates. And I don't think I put that in. I think I put his name in. And then when you go to the next page, I think it listed it as Michael Goodwin Estates. So I was like, oh, okay. That's the name of the entity. I call back, get another person. Person's super helpful. Matter of fact, when the person called, they asked me for my name. Like this other woman didn't ask my name. She went right to the name of the entity. She asked for my name. She asked for the name of the entity. I gave her the name of the entity. She asked me some things about a fiscal year for the, I was like, Yo, you know you're talking about my dead dad, right? He has no fiscal year, but there is about, I think I chose September, October because <laughs> the probate process is eight months and then I might have added a couple of months on to it. But it was like, yo, y'all are heartless out here. But not the second woman. The second woman was very helpful. But my whole experience has been that of headache. It's been that of just bumping my head up against Brent Wall because I'm not using the right word. I didn't get it notarized. There's another form that I didn't. I'm like, this is the first time. I've ever dealt with this. So please give me some grace. But that's where we are, man. And I'm talking about this on stage and it's raw and it's not polished. And, and it's a little like, woo, where's this guy going? Right. But I, th that's the beauty of me. What, what I'm putting together. Cause it's, it's real. 
and I'm experiencing it. And uh, I, I have to, I have to deliver a funny presentation and a great stand-up set. But I'm also having these stretches when I'm bleeding. I'm on stage bleeding, but there's 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 content in that. So that 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 happened more so on sad on Sunday because I did I did the set on Saturday and it was similar. Like I was. I talked about the IRS situation. I talked about um, dealing with dealing with uh, my family members that are in, in you know that that I'm living this out with and the challenges that they're presented. And I'm getting you know I fall. I don't gonna say I fall into these like holes, but I, I get lost down these little in these little traps, and I'm got to work my way out. And I've have I've have, but it, you know that it, but. That's how you create a, a stand-up set. Like if you don't just show up with it polished and shiny, like I have to. And I'm, I'm so grateful because the clubs are the opportunities to do that. I can go in the club and and I can do these performances at the various spots. Even even and so so that was Saturday, and then Sunday I spoke to Family Life. They're they're speakers. They do a a, a weekend to remember, and these were their trainers, and they were there. And I opened, I was, I was open, I was transparent. And I was talking about some of the challenges that I had as a performer and as a comedian. And like I said, I when I was like, I, yeah, I, I was riding around in a cul-de-sac and I knew I was, and they knew I was, and it was, it was a real, it was a real moment, but I love that because I can go back and pull out, the good stuff and, and leave the things that, okay, let's, let's stay away from that. So the next time I do it, I'm sharper and I, and I have a better direction. I have some more legs to put on what I'm building, but that's where I was at. So I did that at, um, on Friday. I did that on Saturday and then on Sunday, then returned home. And then I'm back out this weekend on the road, getting it done, but building this big dad energy set again, because, had you know, and I had a, I had a talk with a friend of mine that was basically saying like, the set that I did in Columbia could have been the set. Like that's the you got it, and I'm like, yes, it can be, but it's not. Like there's some more. There's some more that I want to go with, and I understand. I I have it. I have a good thing, and I could record that and do whatever. But I'm like, nah, man. I'm I'm building this thing, so I gotta have an act. But then I also have the act that's emerging out of the act. So I'd be interested to to take y'all along on this jury on this journey. Now that was quite a bit on the road segment. Let's get to the segment that everybody is waiting for. It's the best advice ever segment. Very simple advice I'm gonna give you today is plan for the plan to not go according to plan. <laughs> I read that recently. Plan for the plan to not go accordingly to plan. I don't know if you're like me, but when I set a plan together, I'm setting a plan together. Like if I'm I'm saying, okay, I'm going to downtown to, to get a haircut. I'm not thinking about maybe somebody's in a car accident that I'll be stopped at every red light. No, I'm thinking about, What's the minimum amount of time that it could take me to get in my car and get downtown without any obstacles, without any hindrances, without any 
type of delays. And that's not how life works, man. You got to plan for the plan to not go according to plan. You got to have some margin. You got to have some patience. And as you venture into 2024, I encourage you to plan accordingly. <laughs> Matter of fact, at the at the thing at the at the um, at the event this weekend, the conference that I attended, there's a there's a couple that I know, and there was a, a gentleman. I was talking about some things that we can do together in, in this date night space, and I told him, I said, "Hey man, let's just plan a thing. Let's do a workshop, plan it and do it. Ready, fire, aim, right." Because when you start talking to people, you start talking about all of it. You start talking about the, the workbook. You start talking about the book. You start talking about the training guide. You start talking about the logo and the LLC and the escort. And it was like, bro, we don't need to talk about all that. Let's do it. Let's put together a you know bare bones example of what we're thinking about. Let's execute it. And then let's evaluate, is this something worth spending time on? Plan for the plan to not go according to plan. I, my, I'm a, my, how I have been doing social media, especially content, for the last seven, eight years, I, I didn't plan for the plan not to go according to plan. The word of the day is a albatross around my neck. Like I spent so much time, so much effort. I invested so much of my creativity into trying to make the word of the day work, and it just didn't work. Now, did people enjoy it? Were there some, you know, days that people like, oh, man, I really, was there a contingency of folks like, oh, man, I like the word of the day. But in terms of what I wanted it to do, the return on the investment, if it was if it was someone I drafted, if, if word of the day was a quarterback that I drafted, it, it flopped. It was a bust. It, it didn't give me what I intended it for it to do, and I invested a lot in it. That's why I, I'm like, wow, I understand how you make these high draft picks. And it's not easy to go away from them. Like I've invested, and I'm trying to make it work, and I, and I have all this footage, and, but it just didn't work. And I wish I would have been more open and been more nimble around the word of the day. But I just was so, I doubled down, right? And I got burnt out and I got frustrated. And and then there's a little bit about me that is, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of doing social media content, but I'm, I, I have all these L's, <laughs> all this time and effort. I put it into the word of the day and it just, but I, I didn't plan for the plan to not go according to plan. I could have easily pivoted. I could have easily reckon, recognized the, the tea leaves and the data, the views. Like, bro, it's, it's not, this ain't the way. Let's try some other things, right? So I hope that you garner some type of insight from the best advice ever today is plan for the plan to not go accordingly to plan. Well, all right. Thank y'all so much. I, I, I spent the bulk of the day 
talking about on the road, man. And but to talk about this this process in which I'm 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 experiencing as it relates to my father on the other side. Like I and I and I and if you are close to me and we've had conversations, I I always thought that the death would be the easy part. Like him passing and having to do the funeral. I I, I knew hundred percent I said that the whole time. And it's that's gonna be the easy part. I'm in I'm in the I'm in the swamp now. Like I, I'm in, I'm in the soup <laughs> and it's hot and I'm trying my best to make moves that allow me to not be overwhelmed and allow me to, to have a great perspective while even, you know, handling this, this business and that's that's where I am, and I and I want to communicate that. But I also think I'm not the only person. Like I, th- this stuff is resonating. Like I'm talking about my dad. I'm talking about the feeding tube. I'm talking about the I, the EIN number, and, and like other people, are like yeah, folks are not equipped to deal with death in professional sense. When I went to set up the account, the lady was fine, and she, you know, told me about the. I needed a physical letter and, and, and faxing. And she was very helpful. She found the number. But when we talked about the account, she was talking like, I'm opening an account for my son. Like, so we can do the $5 a month and we can do the 15, you, you know, have $100 in the account and then there's no charge. Like, hey, man, this account's going to be open long enough for the money that needs to get bills paid to be paid and then for the other money to go to whatever's left is going to go to us and we go this this is not an account for the ages this is not an account <laughs> that I'm going to be in here having some discussions about what's the next step with this account this account was dead on arrival I don't know if that was the best choice of words but yeah well, thank y'all so much for tuning in, man. It's been another episode. I, I and I'm in it. I'm in it, and I'm interested to see how I navigate through it. But I know God's faithful. I have a wonderful support staff and support system around me, and great friends and and, and family. So, hey. I think it, but I do think it's opening me to uh, a perspective that I never really considered as it relates to, as it relates to dealing with loss and grief. Well, dang, that's a, that's a rough way to end, <laughs> but that's, that's real. That's real, man. I know not a lot of key, key, key in, but what you're not going to do is not tune in next time for the best advice ever podcast. Thank y'all for for listening, man. We'll we'll do this again. Same bat channel, same bat time. Uh, You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate it. See you next time. Peace.